You are listening to Let's Be Honest with your host, Just Jonda. And welcome to Let's Be Honest. I'm your host, Just Jonda, and I am so excited to be back. And there's so much going on. So we're just going to have a bunch of episodes where we're going to catch up. I'm not even going to throw it all together in one. I thought about doing that, but you know what? I figured it would be cooler to just do a bunch of episodes so that we can all catch up with each other and I can really dive in to each of these topics because you know how we love some some juicy entertainment, pop culture, law, when we get that whole mashup and there has been so much of it lately and no i'm not talking about johnny depp and amber heard if you listen to this podcast you know that i followed this that case when it was in the uk and you know what at the end of the day if you heard about crap on a bed once you've heard it a thousand times I don't have to beat it to death just because they're going through the whole exhaustive exercise over here in the U.S. Today, we are going to talk about the latest involving Kevin Spacey. Now, some of you may say who? Well, if you're saying who, then you certainly aren't a a long time pop culture and movie buff like me, because those of us of a certain age and who follow movies and all of that stuff and and Broadway as well we certainly know Kevin Spacey uh he has been around for many many years lots of seminal roles he certainly he got uh academy awards as we know for the usual suspects and i'm almost positive that his second one was for playing the creepy dude uh the creepy dad in american beauty but he definitely has two and of course you know the usual suspects that was just such a a great and well that role was kind of creepy too and uh he also is a tony award winner and the thing that a lot of us kind of think of him from in recent years well besides him being a way too grabby but um, as far as his roles, we're going to get into the fact that Kevin's a bit handsy and, well, hands aren't the only thing that he likes to use um, in a moment. But House of Cards on Netflix. Now, I've been hearing about House of Cards for years. I was a little late to the party on that, but once I caught up, I absolutely loved it. Did a little too much at the end, but I think at that point they probably were um, scrambling and floundering a bit because of Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey was the male lead on that show, an ensemble cast, but even in an ensemble cast, you have your leads. And Kevin Spacey was the male lead on that show. In fact, he was um, he was the president, or actually, I think he was in the process of 
having to resign or being impeached as president right at the point where they wrote him out of the show. And the reason why they wrote him out of the show is part and parcel of what brings us here today talking about uh, Mr. Spacey um, several years after that uh, watershed event. I want to say that that occurred... It was, see, you know, everything gets all screwy when we start saying sort of before COVID and after COVID. It's kind of like BC, but we used to think of BC as before Christ. Now it's before COVID. Um, I would say maybe 2017 was when the first accusation came out. Things dragged on for a while. So, it, I mean, dragged on in terms of what are we going to do? What are we not going to do? We're right in the middle of Me Too and all of that. And you can't treat this different just because it's a man versus a woman. And I mean, a, a male accuser, uh, because, you know, there's that you get into a whole um sexual politics thing there. So around 2017, we had the first allegation. And in fact, the uh, young man, well, he's an adult now, but the incident allegedly occurred when he was young, is still in the midst of um, litigation with uh, Spacey and his team. But um, I would say Netflix probably made the announcement to remove him from the show probably around 2018 because then the next season was scheduled to premiere pretty much, uh, I would say, uh, maybe spring of 2020. And that was actually when I finally caught up on it and then caught what I'm assuming is the last season because there hasn't been one since. Okay, so that's sort of the background of where Kevin Spacey was and where he has been and why we really haven't seen him much. Now, interestingly enough, and I'm going to get, um, I'll, I'll circle back to this at the end, it appears that we were probably slated to see Mr. Spacey or at least have an opportunity to see uh, Mr. Spacey in a few films, smaller films, but you know, certainly films with the type of actors of um, of his caliber that uh, he was currently filming or just finished filming. In fact, one is, um, I believe is at con right now. Um, they're attempting to sell it. This situation probably is not helping unless that film, however big or small, is extraordinary. And even if it is extraordinary, just not a good look. But hey, Woody Allen films get released anytime he feels like it. So you know what? Woody Allen married his stepdaughter and folks seem to be fine with it in terms of releasing his films. And at the end of the day, at least right now, Kevin Spacey isn't convicted of anything. So let's get into it. All right. So we talked enough around it. So news was released today. So uh, this is hot off the presses. Today is May 26. Not sure when you're going to listen to this, but it's May 26, 2022 that the Crown Prosecution Service, so that's what Britain calls as prosecutors, so we're all getting an, a bit of an education here, but you won't have to look all of this up because as always, I've done it for you. 
they have authorized five charges against actor Kevin Spacey involving three different complainants or alleged victims. These five charges include uh, uh, four charges of sexual assault, and these are uh, sexual assault um, under the Sexual Offenses Act of 2003. And again, this is uh, the United Kingdom Public General Acts. That is what their their laws are called um and under the united kingdom public general acts they have a sexual offenses act of 2003 and he is charged with four counts under that particular um under that particular statute and within that so it is a person commits an offense if, and we know I do this for you, and we're going to go back and break this down. If he or she intentionally touches another person and that uh, that person did not consent to that touching, the person knows that they didn't consent, and of course, they did it anyway. And whether the belief is reasonable or any of that, that depends on the circumstances. But the bottom line is some type of intentional touching of a sexual nature against this person's will. Now, the way that it works over there, and uh, we'll take we'll break this down a little bit more when I, after I go through the second charge because it'll come up again, that when it comes to punishment, there's two different ways that they do it. If they do it under what's called summary conviction, so there's no trial, any of that, it's probably something akin to a plea, and it, it, it's really um, where the charge isn't necessarily amended the way that we may amend a charge in order to give someone a lighter sentence, in order to make it work. But so the person would still be convicted of that charge, but it still is a way of making that making it lighter and taking the bite out of it. And if he gets convicted under summary conviction, his uh, imprisonment term wouldn't exceed six months or just a fine not exceeding whatever the statutory minimum is um, or both. So, again, that it would be a slap on the wrist. However. If he is convicted on an indictment, so they fully on indict indict him very much like we do here, as we know that most of um, the way that our system is set up is, um, you know, part and parcel from the British system. We just don't wear the wigs <laughs> when we go to court. So at any rate, uh, if he's if he is indicted and actually convicted, which means most likely going to trial and actually being found guilty, then imprisonment for a term not exceeding 10 years. So that still doesn't necessarily mean that he will get 10 years. But again, like here, when they say you get zero to 10, one to 10, et cetera. And like with anything, I'm sure that there's a whole lot that goes into that, a sentencing hearing, 
um, a full um, guidelines and all of that. I am not aware of him having a criminal record and I've searched everywhere and, have, and certainly given all the things that's been going on with him for years. If he had a criminal record, we would certainly know about it. So, uh, so the bottom line is as it relates to that charge of which he is charged four times, he, um, it faces up to 40 years because it's up to 10 years for each one. Or he could do nothing at all. Now, there is an additional charge, a fifth charge, which involves victim three. This one, well, no, I take that back. Victim three is involved. It had He's charged as it relates to victim three, one, two, and three, all for the first one. However, the second victim, and I'm going to come back to the time frame on that. The second victim, this charge uh, is a bit more concerning and it should be for him. The penalty structure is the same, but if there's any charge where he would be likely to do time if he was convicted, it would be this one because this one is where he is alleged to have caused a person to engage in a sexual act without consent. And this involves penetration of some kind. Of course, it's not specific as to what kind, because again, this is just the authorization of the charges. And so things are just very general, telling us what he was charged with, the number of victims, the time frame and location. The specifics of it in terms of actual indictments and um, the meat and potatoes of it, minus the names of the victims, is going to be information that would be more readily available if or when he surrenders himself so that he can actually be charged and start moving through the process. So let me talk about that um, before we get into a further breakdown of these charges, because it's not really a whole, whole lot. We say the authorization of criminal charges here as opposed to just saying, oh, Kevin Spacey was charged or Kevin Spacey was indicted is because the way this works is that um, he needs to be physically in England or Wales in order for them to move forward and actually charge him. So he's got to set foot on the ground there. And so right now the charges are authorized. It would be, it, it, I guess the best way to explain this for an American audience would be that it's like he has a warrant out against him, but the warrant doesn't have the charges actually um, underneath it, uh, so to speak. The, the warrant is saying, we can charge you. So like over here, uh, the charges will be filed against someone and a warrant will be out for their arrest. Because of course, if this was over here and they felt that they had the evidence per an investigation, which is what happened here, there was a full investigation after all of these allegations against him. Um, if over here, what would happen is 
if the if any prosecutor felt that they were able to charge you pursuant to that and we see it happen all the time then they would file the charges or um they would impanel a grand jury and get the indictments but the bottom line i'm I'm sorry but the bottom line is that the charges would absolutely exist already no question and there would simply be a warrant to pick you up or you'd be notified and you know perhaps given the opportunity to turn yourself in a lot of times that depends on the seriousness of it or concern about you being a flight risk you know there's there's a number of reasons rich versus poor (laughs) you know there's there's a whole lot that goes into it depending on where you are and who you are but the bottom line is the charges would absolutely exist no authorization to do it that makes it sound all fancy no you're actually charged and if you don't turn yourself in and instead you get picked up they're locking your ass up especially if it's something as serious as the type of charges that uh mr spacey is being charged with now what's different there is not the there is no okay he gets there and immediately they scoop him up and lock him up he's got to get there for them to actually put the charges into effect and then the process starts to roll downhill in terms of is he turning himself in or are they just gonna you know cuff him right then and there so there's an extra step and that's why you have this authorization as opposed to him just flat out being uh being charged um because here there's no authorization if you're charged you're either charged or you're not so that's where we are um from a I guess a logistical standpoint in terms of people who may say, okay, so how does this whole thing work in terms of him actually ending up in jail? Well, there are some additional steps. So that is, that's um, the, I know what I'm saying, not logistic. So that's the mechanics of it. Now let's go back to the charges themselves. Now we have three complaints or three complainants a lot of this all goes back to time that kevin spacey spent as director of the famed old vic theater in london um he's 62 now so this this was well into his career he was the artistic director there let me double check he was it was it's for a good period of time um and of course we know that he had been uh, he was a working actor as well so he had been um back and forth uh, doing many roles. So I don't know how, um, hands on he was no pun intended in terms of, uh, his directorship on a regular basis, but he held that post at least for quite some time because the incidents that we're talking about here span March, 2005 through April, 2013. And 
during that entire time, according to the New York Times, he was artistic director there. So it, it was it was a good period of time. So and and the young men involved, because these are all young men, the young men involved are now um, 30 in their 30s. One of them is 40. So some of the at least four of the complaints are in 2005 and 2008. Victim one, it was two times in London in 2005. Victim two, uh, there's two charges relating to victim two because victim two also has the uh, penetration charge. So they have um, a touching charge and a penetration charge. Those were both in 2008, possibly even related to the same incident or within the same time span but just he's being charged with different acts but uh probably i would i would wouldn't be surprised if it was the same incident now the young man in 2005 those were two different incidents gives two different dates and then victim three was uh, which was also um more was a touching incident that was in 2013 in Let me try this again. In Gloucestershire, because I did practice that earlier today for you all, (laughs) and that was in 2013. Now, to be clear, and it's pretty uh, disturbing, while these are the incidents that he is charged with, and I suspect given how expansive and long the investigation was, because this investigation has uh, at least related to the old Vic incidents has been going on as far back as like 2019 when um, the old Vic commissioned an independent investigation, which didn't necessarily yield anything, but the Crown also had an investigation going on but there have been over 20 people 20 connected to the old vic alone that have accused mr spacey of some type of inappropriate sexual behavior in fact one uh, gentleman who was working there basically kept it real simple he he's he's like look if you were a man under 35, Mr. Spacey just figured you were there for his entertainment in some form or fashion. Um, and well, we can pretty much figure that out. There's also additional um, things that are uh, that are in the States as well. That's why there's cases going on here, at least one of them, um, one of the civil cases still going on. And that was from the young man who initially accused him um he was the person who came out with the initial accusation in 2017 and said that when he was 14 in the 1980s that spacey made advances at him so that was really the first one that got everything rolling (coughs) excuse me and then there was a news anchor in Massachusetts who said that he had also um, 
had some type of inappropriate sexual contact with her son. And he was actually charged in that case. But in and that case actually went to trial in 2019. Ultimately, the prosecutors dropped the charges when the uh, accuser involved invoked the fifth and decided not to plead. In another case, this was a civil case also in 2019. This was in California. That case was civil and criminal. So there were two separate proceedings going on. The man involved in that case just had an untimely and unrelated death right around the same time that the trials, the, the, the trials, whether the civil or the criminal was slated to start. And as I said, the situation regarding the young man whose uh, initial sounding of the alarm, if you will, got this whole thing going, at least based on my research as recently as this afternoon, that situation has not been resolved. And according to the New York Times, it is still ongoing in some form or fashion. So we do know, at least those of us who follow pop culture and, and certainly have been paying attention to me too, and, and, and just crime and all of these other things, that this situation has been going on for quite some time. This is very concerning for Mr. Stacy. I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Spacey, because this investigation went on for quite some time, involved them talking to a lot of people and then ultimately feeling comfortable settling on these three incidents um, to press forward with. So it's going to be very interesting to see when or if he steps foot on soil there in England or Wales to move through the process of clearing his name. If I had to guess, I would say that he is not going to do a Roman Polanski, if you will, and just never go over there so that they can't charge him. I think that um, despite the fact that however much it hasn't been publicized, that he is still working. And so he hasn't been completely frozen out of Hollywood or, or the Hollywood world. Um, I think that times have changed from the days of Roman Polanski where um, he just went to Europe and people just accepted that. It, there is way too much information um, to admit, uh, with social media and just the different, just the time we live in now, just me too, everything. There's just way too much to keep the story forward facing and the tolerance and combine that with the tolerance level being different. It's, it would make it I would say nearly impossible for him to, for him to 
get away with doing what Roman Polanski did. By the time we got to a point where people were fully embracing, and I mean the public at large, I mean everybody in Hollywood knew, but that the public at large was fully embracing the unbelievably gross implications of what Roman Polanski was allowed to do. 30 years had passed, nothing was going to change, and people were just like, okay, it's foul and is ignorant, and the people who were down with it are foul and ignorant, but it was kind of just like, you know what, out of sight, out of mind, and if they stop giving him Lifetime Achievement Awards, then we won't even have to think about it anymore. Um, As we know, for people in the younger generation, Roman Polanski literally only comes up when someone wants to debate about who's getting a pass versus who isn't in relation to these uh, high profile celebrity cases and um, who's being punished and who isn't, particularly when uh, African-Americans get into a debate about it. And, and if you haven't figured out from my picture that I'm black and we start having to deal with dissecting this idea that um, just because one person is treated differently from another person and that may evidence some racism, that doesn't mean that the person who, uh, shall we say, like maybe a Bill Cosby or R. Kelly, just because Roman Polanski or Harvey Weinstein may or may not have gotten away with their BS a little longer, never mind the fact that Bill Cosby got away with it for like 50 years, but whatever, that somehow the racism of it all is a reason why we throw the baby out with the bathwater despite having victims. It's a very complicated argument, and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. In fact, Uh, If you listen to, I believe it was two episodes ago, this is 119, so I believe it was 117, I did dive a little bit deeper into that when I talked about uh, whether or not you want equality or your oppressor's privilege. So if you listen to episode 119, I believe it's 119, don't quote me on it, but just look for an episode called Equality Versus Oppressor's Privilege. I dive a little bit deeper into that. I dive a lot deeper into that. So so you'll kind of understand the rabbit hole that I almost went down (laughs) as it relates to that. But all of that to say that um, people like a Roman Polanski or a Woody Allen, but well, Woody Allen still tries to put out stuff here or there, but certainly a Roman Polanski, uh, kind of skate because of the time. And uh, unless you are really into film and film history, people of this generation actually really don't know much about him or his work. And uh, like I said, it really only comes up when folks start debating about entertainers and sexual assault and who got away with it and who didn't. But for the purposes of this situation, Kevin Spacey 
will not be able to Roman Polanski this, especially if he wants to work. And the studios, even on small projects, because whether your project's big or small, you still want somebody to see it. You still want somebody to distribute it. So however big or small these projects are, and I can tell you actually what they are. Give me a second... The one that is at con right now is uh he's a new um there's is a thriller that he is involved in. Let's see, it doesn't say what it is, but there there is a thriller that he is at con with right now, according to Deadline. Um, just don't feel like looking it up and Rolling Stone. And he recently signed on to start shooting a movie that is scheduled to shoot uh, called 1242 Gateway to the West um, in Hungary and Mongolia. As we know, when you start getting into movies about Genghis Khan's grandsons and, you know, and they're shooting in Hungary and Mongolia so that they could get these expansive views, then we know what that is. That's pretty much just uh, Oscar fodder. And he's at the point in his career where those are the types of things that he was probably going to be doing anyway, in addition to uh, making money um, doing House of Cards, which I suspect had things not gone downhill with him that last season probably would not have been his last season because the show had a very strong following until everything happened and you know they had to do what they had to do so that is uh that that is my assessment at, at, at least in terms of how this is going to play itself out i think he will turn himself in I think right now it's a matter of him huddling with his attorneys, trying to determine when that would be best to do. There's probably discussions with the individuals that he made this film with in terms of the production and the studio, however big or small, in terms of the timing of all of that as well. Because given what he does for a living, it all uh, it all comes together. And given the, the fact that even though there's only charges relating to three people, yet the stories, when the, when the articles are written and the stories are told, you're going to be constantly reminded of the fact that there are way more than three people making allegations but of course uh as prosecutors and you know i'm an attorney so i get it you got to go with the cases that you feel that you have the evidence for and more importantly that if you're going to put somebody through this because these are not victimless crimes that you have enough evidence that hopefully you can win and get those victims the justice that they seek so um, if I had to guess, I would say within the next few weeks, he will probably quietly, we may not even hear about it until dates are set. Uh, because again, things run a little bit different than they are, than they are here in terms of um, 
just how the ball rolls downhill in terms of everybody knowing everything that goes on at the courthouse. So, or the crown. So it's not even as easy to pull the documents. So, um, and of course this involves sexual assault cases, which of course makes it even more um, uh, closed up when it comes to what's released and what's not in victims' names, unless they want their names to be out there, etc. So uh, I suspect within the next within the next few weeks, he will quietly turn himself in, or whatever their version of turning yourself in is called, so that they can begin the process of working this through the system, especially if uh, once his attorneys look at whatever this investigation has yielded, if they think there's a possibility that he could be convicted, they're not going to want to, uh, they're not going to want to go through a trial because that will be splashy and crazy. And the, if, if you don't know, if, again, if you pay attention to, um, pop culture at all, you will know that as bad as the tabloids are over here, they are insane over there insane and insatiable over there so this is a story that once it starts to really really pick up steam it's not going to sleep at all so if there is a possibility that he is going to be convicted I would also suspect that in addition to turning himself in, his attorneys are going to be working, uh, his British attorneys will be working overtime to see if they could work that out under um, su under that summary uh, conviction as opposed to having an actual indictment and having him go to trial. So, um, that is all I have on this because they, again, they haven't released very much. And, um, well, I explained to you why. So I hope that you enjoyed it and it gave you a little bit more of an understanding of the difference between the way that this, at least on the front end, I mean, once you get into a trial, if you ever watch the British version of Law and Order, other than the fact that they wear the wigs, everything pretty much works roughly the same. But, um, you know, you learned a little bit about the Crown Prosecution Service and why Kevin Spacey isn't walking around in handcuffs right now. But this is not a good look, <laughs> of course, uh, for Mr. American Beauty. And, you know, I know that in that movie, the person he had the obsession with was a girl. Who was it? Was it Anna Faris? I think. I think it was. But, um... It, just the whole creepiness of him, not just in that movie, but I mean, he was kind of creepy even in, in Usual Suspects. When you think of the creepy roles that he plays and then that voice and he talks like this and he's all, you know, it, it's, it is, it's all like, it, it, it all, it all makes you feel like there's just a little bit, just a little bit of that creep. <laughs> creeping out from his real life into his roles and maybe that's why he does it so well of course he is innocent until proven guilty and we know that and that's no different uh over in the uk as well but damn dude 
if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck and there's 20 people saying that you're walking around like a duck and quacking like a duck I'm just going to leave it there. Thank you all for hanging with me this evening. As always, you know I enjoy talking to you guys on all platforms. Make sure that if you have Apple, iTunes, Spotify, that you go over onto those platforms. Listen so we get those numbers up. And also, more importantly, leave a review. Leave us five stars so that we can become your number one podcast and be all over. The YouTube uh, portion of the podcast will be starting, I suspect, right around the second week of June. So we're laying the groundwork for that. Not going to leave you hanging here. It'll just be one of those things. If you see many times where I'm just, I'm doing the pod and I'm just recording it so that you've got yet another place to enjoy what I hope is already your favorite show or becoming your favorite show. You can also uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Let's Be Honest JJ. That's L E T S B E H O N E S T J J. You can also email me, especially if there's some cases you want me to look into or things you want to discuss. Or there may be um, in an in instance where we can collaborate and you want to come on the show if I think it it's a good fit. But at any rate, you give me uh, you hit me up in my email or DM me and I'll follow up with you. You can also support the show via Cash App and Venmo. It's much appreciated. And that information is in the info box for the episode and for the podcast. And as always, if you're thinking about it and want to talk about it, there is a good ass chance that I'm thinking about it and I want to talk about it with you. So let's be honest together.